Welcome to Talking Mopars, episode number 109. This is the first episode of a three-part series that I did while I was at SEMA last week. So this is part one, which is the recap of day one at SEMA. And hey, I was even joined by a few of my friends. So without further ado, if you are a Mopar enthusiast, then you are in the right place. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned into the best Mopar enthusiast-driven podcast on planet Earth. And I'm your host, Chris Albrecht, better known as the Mopar Hunter. And this is Talking Mopars. You're listening to Talking Mopars with the Mopar Hunter, your direct connection to all things Mopar. We are live, coming to you from the beautiful city of Las Vegas, Nevada, Sin City. I'm sitting here in a giant black pyramid, <laughs> and uh, outside of my window, I can see the Delano and Mandalay Bay. Um, SEMA, first day of SEMA. It was crazy. Um, I've heard that it was even crazier in the past. But since this is my first time at SEMA, I had nothing to base my experience on. So my experience today was overwhelming. Um, I'm not sure I'm even going to be able to cover the whole event by myself in just the few days that I'm here. But I'm going to give it my best shot. Um, let's see. you got some comments going on here. Elvis says, uh, the guys from Rich Restorations, we're out there from Madera, California. Awesome. If you see me in my talking Mopar shirt, be sure to say hi. Um, <clears throat> it was, uh, like I said, overwhelming. I got up late. Um, for those of you that are just tuning in and haven't heard me talking about this today, I actually came back to my hotel room last night after getting something to eat, and I had planned to go live. I set up my podcast equipment. I laid down for... <laughs> What I thought was a minute and I woke up at 6 a.m., went back to sleep because I was depressed that I missed the live and then uh, woke up a little bit late and then had to do a little bit of editing and stuff before I headed out. And when I got out, there was a crazy amount of traffic on the strip and I thought I'd be smart and just head over to the convention center and find parking once I get there or once I got there without doing any research. And I ended up getting the runaround from a couple lots and I finally found parking. So... We'll call it an hour and a half after I left my hotel. I finally found parking, and then I realized I had to walk all the way to the other end of the convention center. Now, if you've never been to the Las Vegas Convention Center, it's a lot bigger than it even sounds. Like, convention center sounds big, but this place is huge. And from the parking lot all the way to the other end of the convention center, there's cars and trucks and um, vehicle customized vehicles everywhere. It's insane. Um, tons of people. Uh, I was under the impression from everything that I was hearing with certain companies pulling out and with the pandemic and all that BS, I had heard that it was going to be, you know, I, I had heard people questioning whether or not to even go. And me, there was no question whether or not I was going to go or not. I'm, I was going. I've been wanting to go to SEMA for years, decades even. So uh, I took the opportunity to check it out. You know, I mean... Uh, since I had nothing to base the experience on, I, you know, anything was better than nothing. So I get there and there's just people everywhere. And uh, it really, you know, I never really thought about how many automotive companies there actually are because everybody that attends SEMA is somehow involved in the automotive industry. And there's a lot of them. Um, <laughs> I know that sounds stupid, but I just didn't realize it until you see all these people and you're like, okay, you know, I think out of the thousands upon thousands of badges I saw today, I saw only a handful of badges that's <sighs> Las Vegas is livening up here at what time is it just after nine o'clock it's almost nine thirty. um there was only a handful of badges that said spouse <laughs> so um all in all great time uh there were i, I want to say there was a lot of mopars there because the amount of jeeps and gladiators that were there it was insane it was absolutely nuts um I've never seen so many Jeeps in one place, um, which is, I mean, they're cool. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, uh, you know, I wish there were more old Mopars there. Um, there were, I actually saw a 69 Dart, which was really surprising. The only A body that I saw now, granted, I haven't been 
through everything yet, but it was outside. So I saw a 69 dart. Um, the satellite with the Tesla swap was there. Um, my thoughts on that car. Beautiful car. Um, originality, I would give it a 10. Um, it's probably fast as you know what. <laughs> you know what I mean? Those Teslas are no joke. It does not sound like a Mopar. You know, that's obvious being an electric car. So, you know, for creativity, ingenuity, 10. Very cool car for what it is. Is it my style? I mean, if you put the exact same car, if you had two of them and you put them next to each other and one had a Tesla swap and the other one had a Hellcat swap, I'll take the Hellcat swap every time. Um, even though I know that the Tesla swap, Tesla swap one is probably, it is way faster. You know, it would be way faster. Um, very nice build. Um, the craftsmanship was very nice, although I didn't take that close of a look at it. I was on my way out heading to the parking lot and I was trying to get a live video in, you know, check out a couple things and, uh, I saw it. So I went over and took a look at it. Um, I'm probably going to get a closer look tomorrow or the next day. Um, but there was a 70 challenger that was swapped. Um, a Kowalski challenger was there and these were all outside, um, inside uh, they're really, I mean, lots of Jeeps. <laughs> um, there were a lot of Ram trucks there lifted on giant wheels. Um, what's up, Blake? Blake from Bad Tree Productions is in the house. If you haven't checked out Blake's channel, be sure to go to YouTube right now and subscribe. Actually, don't do it right now. <laughs> Wait until my live's over. Um, but go check out Blake's channel, Bad Tree Productions on YouTube. Um, very good content. I enjoyed a lot. Um, but yeah, lots of, uh, lots of newer Mopars. Um, was that disappointing for me? Eh, you know, of course I want to see more old stuff, but as long as the quality and caliber of the old cars that I see are, you know, good, I guess, you know, um, that makes up for it. But of course, you know, I would love to see more chargers. Oh, speaking of chargers. So the speed core rear engine, I believe it's a Hellcat. It's either a Hellcat or a Elephant. Anyway, rear engine wide body 68 Charger was there um, in the Optima uh, booth, I guess. Um, that car is insane. Absolutely nuts. Uh, I've never seen another Charger quite like it. Um, definitely a resto mod that I would say I would have no problems driving. <laughs> you know, like put that in my garage tomorrow. Uh Again, another Mopar with craftsmanship and the build quality on it. Obviously, it's speed core. It was ridiculous. It was awesome. I've actually, um, somebody has reached out to me on a couple occasions to talk to the speed core guys. And now that the podcast has grown a little bit, I feel, I don't want to say worthy because that would be demeaning to myself, but I feel like the audience is big enough now where it would be worth it for them to come on. And um, I feel like the feedback um, after talking to him would be pretty good. No, I won't mention the whole Kevin Hart deal. <laughs> you know, I, I promise you that that charger was not Kevin Hart's. Um, funny story. When I started the podcast on the first episode, I mentioned the Kevin Hart situation. <laughs> um, and my wife, after she heard, uh, love you, babe. <laughs> after she heard that episode, she told me, oh, you shouldn't have put that in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? But Hey, you know, I, I wear my heart on my sleeve and I, I speak what's on my mind. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, the car, the Charger was just, it was unbelievable. Amazing car. Um, another surprise um, in that little Optima area with all the Optima, uh, what is it, Ultimate Streetcar Challenge cars that were there. Uh, aside from all the C10s, Jesus, <laughs> there were a lot of C10s. Um, there was, uh, I don't know, if I'm pretty sure it was a Mitsubishi Starion. It was either a Starion or a Chrysler Conquest that was wide bought. It was insane. It was like a tuner car, but because that falls under the category of DSM, which technically is a Mopar, um, I can talk about it here. <laughs> um, crazy build. You just don't see those cars. Um, I was disappointed not to see a Tin Girl truck, but... <laughs> to see a Starion, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but while I was looking at those uh, Ultimate Streetcar Challenge cars, I couldn't help but think, you know, especially with all the C10s, I really would love for somebody to build an Ultimate Streetcar Challenge Little Red Express. Um, 
I've never seen. Now, it may exist out there in the world somewhere. I've never seen one. I want to see a full-on resto mod, uh, Little Red Express, built for racing. Um, this is one occasion where I'll say not drag racing. I want to see a uh, corner carving Little Red Express. I think that would be awesome. It would have to obviously retain the original looks as far as like the logos and the wood on the bed, and it'd have to be a Uteline, and it definitely would have to have stacks. But um, I think that would be a really cool build. Um, if there was a truck that I would trade the Mr. Norm truck for, and this is crazy, I probably, um, because the Little Red Express is on my mind, it's probably why I'm thinking about this. But if anybody wants to trade me a Little Red Express for the Mr. Norm truck, I would probably do it. Because after thinking about it today, I was like, I have some ideas for a really cool Little Red Express. <laughs> um I think that will be on my bucket list of Mopars to eventually own someday as a Little Red Express or Warlock. Um, preferably a Little Red Express or, man, if I could find a Midnight Express. Ooh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, lots of... Uh... What's up, Logan? <clears throat> um, I'm excited to uh, read some of these comments really quick. Um, Logan, my buddy from the Midwest... He is building a duster right now, and if I had a duster, it would probably look just like the one he's building. It is badass. I can't wait to see that car on the road, dude. <clears throat> it's awesome watching the progress on it. <clears throat> Blake, I don't know if you caught what I said earlier. I saw one A-body. Now, granted, I haven't been in the entire show, but I did see a 69 Dodge Dart. Um, very clean car. I was actually surprised to see a small block Mopar there. <laughs> um <clears throat> What's up, Scott? Blake says, awesome. NASA designed it, I think, the Conquest. Hey, I I, didn't, I, I had no idea. Um, I'd like to look into that a little bit more. I've been meaning to do, I shouldn't say be, uh, I've been meaning to do, but I have on my list of, <laughs> on my giant list of subjects to cover on the podcast, DSMs are definitely on there. Um, just because they're kind of controversial in the world of Mopar. You know what I mean? Um, so, right by the airport, you know? Um, 78 or 79. Uh, what are we talking about here, dude? I don't remember. Logan got the duster on the road today. Dude, awesome. That is awesome, dude. Um, Logan has a video of it on his Instagram. Uh, Logan, drop your Instagram handle in the uh, comments. For some reason, I'm brain farting on it right now. Um, <laughs> the Eagle Talon. Uh, you know, one of my buddies, uh, it's my wife's brother. Um, I was actually friends with him before my wife and I got together. That's a whole nother story. So he's a mechanic whole life is a mechanic basically knows a lot about cars we had an argument when uh, i guess gosh it must have been 16 years ago we had a little bit of an argument about dsms in particular um mitsubishi eclipse gsx's he told me that they didn't have an all-wheel drive and i said uh -huh. no they did sir it's called the gsx um, so we argued about that for a long time, but I said, no, that trust me, they had an all wheel drive turbocharged Mitsubishi Eclipse. Um, so, cause he had a lot of buddies with, uh, Eagle Talons and stuff. And he thought he was an expert on him, I guess, but he was wrong. <laughs> <clears throat> Steven says, I love to see what I could. And uh, as I was working, Oh, Hey man, uh, tuning in. Oh, <clears throat> Blake, uh, I would have to go 78 because I like that grill more. Sorry, dude. I totally brain farted on the Little Red Express. Yeah, um, the quad headlights, I've never been the biggest fan, dude, to be honest. Um, I would like a 78. Um, Steven, thanks for uh, watching what you could while you were working, man. Hey, the content's going to be there, so you can watch it whenever, dude. Um, that's right. So, Logan, if you want to check out Logan's Duster project that he just got on the road, his Instagram handle is at the underscore dustpan underscore duster. Go check it out. Go give him a follow. Um, yeah, dude, I love those, those builds, man. And the thing about Logan, your car and what I respect you immensely for is where you built it. You know, you don't have a giant shop. Um, I have the utmost respect for people that build cars in their backyards, in their 
carports in their front yards, in their driveways that don't have garages, man, uh, I've complained about my garage. <laughs> you know, it's a three car garage. Granted, I don't have that much space in the three car garage, but still it's a garage. And I complain about the space. And then there's guys like Logan out there <laughs> building cars with, you know, uh, minimal, uh, minimalistic, you know, no giant shop, no lift, nothing. Just that's awesome, dude. I'm, I'm very happy for you. Logan, if you want to jump on, I wasn't planning on being on here for too long. Um, but if you want to jump on, man, yeah, come on. Um, I'll actually, let me post the link here, uh, in the comments. If anyone wants to jump on for a little bit, I can't guarantee that we'll be doing (laughs) one of those long podcasts, but, uh, yeah, feel free to come on, join me. Let me see here. I'm so used to using a mouse and I'm using this little trackpad on this laptop and it is a nightmare. Yeah, look at that. Look at that, Logan, you got a new follow. <laughs> so now now follow for follow, dude. So now you got to go uh, subscribe to Bad Tree Productions on YouTube. <laughs> That's fair, right? Okay, let me see here. All right, so I'm posting the link to join me on screen in the chat. Um, feel free to jump on. If you have a lot of excess noise and stuff, it may not work out that well, but um, we'll give it a shot. Like I said, this podcast isn't going to be too long. Um, I have I decided to do this before I went and got something to eat. So I'm, uh, hey, yeah, it does seem fair, doesn't it? <laughs> um, so uh, I wasn't planning on being here too long. And then my friend, Bud Kleppy, you may remember him from the Scat Pack Club on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, he's at SEMA with his company, Cartec Books. It's not his company. He works for Cartec Books. And they're awesome. They give me books um, to review and stuff, which I have a bunch of content that I'm um, getting ready to release on that stuff. But uh, he invited me to go drink some whiskey at their hotel. So I'm, I may head over there after dinner. I'm not quite sure yet um, what the plan is. I might have to taxi it over there or something. I don't know. Um, but link is in the chat for anybody that wants to join me. Um uh, Scott says, what I wouldn't give to have level floor in my one-car garage. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Do what you can with what you got. You know what I mean? I have a three-car garage, and it's really not all it's cracked up to be. Um, after having a three-car garage, I'm a firm believer in shop or, you know, <laughs> do what you can. Oh, here's Logan. Let me bring Logan on screen here. Logan, what's up, brother? What's going on? Man, tell... <laughs> Now that I, I've got you on, this this is Logan. He's never been on the podcast before, but we're buddies. Um, he's been listening for a while, and I've been following his duster build. Logan, tell us about the duster when you got it. Uh, tell us the story. So I had a 1965 AMC Rambler uh, station wagon. Bought that for a thousand bucks from a dude that I actually did HVAC like on the side with. Nice. And had that for a while. I had a Sorry to say, I had a crotch rocket at 07 <laughs> Honda CBR 1000. So I had that. And I, knowing me and everyone else probably out there, I just scroll through marketplace, just willingly, just, well, oh, screw it, whatever, see what's on marketplace. Guilty. And yeah. <laughs> and last year, in, I want to say it was May, I found this Duster. It's a 72 Duster, slant six car, absolutely no rust on it. 56,000 original miles, redone interior, ran good. Um, I, it was a really good looking car. The guy wanted nine grand for it. Oh my God. And I talked him down before even seeing the car. I talked him down to seven and I posted right away my motorcycle and the station wagon up for sale right away. I was like, done. <laughs> like, this is it. Like, it's my dream car. I've wanted a 72 again for a while. So, Posted those up. I sold the station wagon. No, I sold the bike on a Thursday at work. (laughs) So the guy came to my work, a good friend of mine, bought my motorcycle. And then I had another guy from Appleton in Wisconsin. And he was like, hey, I'm interested in the car. When can I buy it? And I was like, dude, you can Mm -hmm. buy it Friday. I was like, I'll take off of work. I don't care. (laughs) So I actually switched. I worked second shift at that time. And then worked the first, picked up a U-Haul and my buddy's truck that I actually bought the station wagon from (laughs) and loaded up the car, drove all all the way up to Appleton, which is like an hour and a half, two hours for me. 
drove all the way up there, sold the station wagon, drove all the way back down to where I'm from, which is like Milwaukee area. Woke up at six o'clock in the morning, drove all the way from Wisconsin, Milwaukee to, I want to say it was like Morrison, Illinois, which is like four hours. Picked up the duster, got all the way back home and took the U-Haul back in 24 hours. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's a hot shot load, dude. That's what we talk. That's what we call that in the trucking business. <laughs> oh yeah, and I had like a good fifteen minutes to spare before I had to pay for another day. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So it was a pretty, uh, it was a pretty tight, uh, tight schedule. But uh, no, I had the six cylinder in it for a while, and uh, it, I mean, it ran good. And at that time, me and my girlfriend went. Uh, went to my buddy's place because he wanted to see it, went over there, and then totally forgot I put the parking brake on. <laughs> well, in the morning, oh, no. I completely forgot the parking brake was on. I get halfway home. I have no brakes in this thing. Oh, God. <laughs> Manual drums, no brakes, nothing, all the way to the floor. So wow. I limped it all the way back, and my plan was just to put new brakes on it and then drive it for another year and then – eventually put a v8 in it and everything else right away my sorry for my language dumbass decided oh let's just v8 swap it right now (laughs) so over a year later i did the engine swap in march which was like 40 degrees out (laughs) no shed no like nothing just three dudes me my buddy connor and uh, my buddy tj did an engine swap in the middle of march Running, driving six cylinder out of it, V8 into it, and then ever since it's just been progressively just getting worse and worse and just <laughs> eats away my money. So, <laughs> how did it feel to finally get it going? Oh, God. I mean, I've had it fired up for a while, but it had just a weird idle, and I just oh. never like wondered why until today. And I realized I had a really bad vacuum leak. Ah. I had the number five and number seven plugs, plug wires flipped. So it was idling just super rough and crappy. (laughs) So I flopped those today, plugged the vacuum lines in it, got that all done and runs great. And I was like, screw it. I don't have plates for it. I'm just going to go from here to a parking lot across the street (laughs) from me and drive back. (laughs) So um, it felt great. I mean, I, told myself that i wanted to get this thing running and driving before i put it away for the winter and that's what i did so i'm pretty stoked about that awesome man yeah that's that's awesome blake is in the house blake from bad tree productions what's up dude not much guys uh just kind of getting over a cold lost my voice a little bit Oh man, I hear you. So. I battled a couple of them, dude. I, I had to stop podcasting for a couple of weeks there because I kept, I got one cold and then I got another cold. Uh, my daughter's in uh, pre preschool right now, daycare basically. Same she, here. She keeps bringing home shit, and I'm like, yeah. you got to stop getting sick. Yeah, my girlfriend's <laughs> been going sick for a good week already. So God. they're only God. going two times a week right now, and so every yeah, other week, the runny nose comes back. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It's, and it's the whole bad, house man. gets shut down. We got a ton of old that runs now. She doesn't walk. She just runs. <laughs> yeah, little germ <laughs> factories. That's what they are. Germ factories. It's crazy. <laughs> so what's so, up? What's happening, dude? Not a whole lot, man. Just was working on editing videos and yeah, the whole YouTube thing. <laughs> man, I respect you guys. I, uh, I, I like end products, but the the editing pro I like the filming part, but the editing it seems like you know if you take a bunch of footage it's like gosh it can take hours upon hours to get a yeah. half hour video <laughs> like five I, I think, hours for yeah yeah I mean I'm su- I'm such an amateur at it that like my, obviously my videography skills are garbage but well uh, we made that rough. Halloween video and uh, we only had like twenty minutes of footage there but is because we went into it thinking like we only need these short little scenes we're not actors we've never tried acting before on our channel before (laughs) it was pretty fucking fun dude i had to do the whole video basically in the first run of it in five minutes i'm gonna and then i spent like the next day putting sound effects and stuff over it but i couldn't even imagine trying something like of of high production value like that (laughs) no it's well i just went into it with the mindset that they could make halloween back in the 70s 
imagine what you could do with a GoPro. That's that's yeah. true, man. That's very true. Some of the best um, horror movies have been super low budget. So, oh, B I mean, movies are great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I think uh, I think the original Halloween was like super low budget, if I remember right. You know, they used a Captain Kirk mask and they cut the <laughs> eyeballs out a little bit more and they painted it uh, white. Yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, so well, I think I've actually never six seen bucks the movie that. Halloween ever. You've never seen the, not the original, not the oh, original. Okay. I've seen the newer ones, but not the original one. With uh, some the of the stuff that's the came out, they're pretty corny now. They are. You know, I don't mind the the uh, recent new ones, but like after Halloween two, everything went downhill for a long time. Um, and yeah. then I don't, I don't even know how to feel about the Rob Zombie ones. Rob Zombie, his movies for me is like, I don't know, it's like horror porn or something. I don't know. He's, he's a strange guy. <laughs> Uh, you know, in the first of his Halloween movies, Michael Myers' mom drives like a 70 Super B. Um, I think she's a stripper in it, too. I don't know. He's, he's super weird when he makes shit, man. He's right. <laughs> but uh, I remember zombie. I remember that car. Oh, Bud Max in the house. Let's bring Bud on. What's up, Bud? Safe work. Is it working? Yes, hey, sir. Bud. Yes, sir. You see his brother's Power Man 5000 last summer. <laughs> um man uh i'm just sitting here in my hotel room in vegas kind of hungry <laughs> just uh figured i'd get on here and do a podcast before i head out for the night uh, see, we'll, see what trouble i can get into <laughs> i thought i'd jump on and say hi it's been a while so what did, what did you think about that cuda that i posted a video of earlier that aar oh i think it's pretty cool and my, yeah. my theory is we don't know if it was a rust you know a rust bucket missing all original parts and some guy built a, a cool Hellcat or six, two supercharged, whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, swap, you know, pro tour out of it. There's like I said, there's enough nut and bolt restos out there to, to let a few of them slip through with modern upgrades and, and performance right. and drivability. So yeah, if you don't have the original, drive they train, don't know that they thought. That was good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was pretty funny. I think they thought, but like you said, they go ahead. Oh yeah, I was just saying. I, I think that that guy thought I was being, uh, you know, nitpicky purist, like right down to the everything has to be perfect type deal. But well, when you messaged me, it was funny that you messaged me about that. I was like, is, "Does Bud know somebody that sees me over here?" Because I was right by the car. I had just filmed it, and uh, when you sent me that message, Bud sent me a message um, asking me to show him the VIN tag on that thing. And uh, it was a 70 AAR um, EK2 uh, with a, I'm, I'm just going to assume that it was a 6.2 Hellcat swap. Um, it was one of the, That's what uh, I assume. yeah, it was one of the Optima um, batteries, ultimate street car challenge cars. Um, super crazy suspension. It had some coils in the back that were, uh, I, I wish I had taken a closer look at the suspension in the back. Cause it's, it's definitely a, a road car. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I, I don't mind those types of builds. Um, it's kind of like I talked to Chris Birdsong today about his charger and how much I like it because it's like, you know, Which one? Uh, uh, <laughs> the the one that he kind of resto modded, the one he dailies. Um, it's uh, I think it's originally a seafoam car. I uh, could be wrong. I'm trying to think. It might be original Q5. Anyway, um, I parked next to it in the parking lot at SEMA in my rental. Uh, I saw the car there. I was like, oh, shit. And um, I was talking to him about it, and I was just like, you know, I love that car because on the surface, it looks like a patina charger. It's got the old school wheels on it, <laughs> super stock tires or whatever. And uh, on the inside, it's like he's got AC. It's pretty modern. It's got some nice bucket seats in it. Um, and he's got Willwood brakes. We talked about that a little bit, but a super nice car. And, um, the thing that's crazy about it is he wants to keep the older wheels on it. And you see these like, like that AAR, for instance, um, these, uh, road cars, these road course cars, and usually they all have bigger wheels on them, you know, 17s, 18s. And, um, he wants to keep, uh, the old smaller wheels on it and he's having problems with the brakes. So it was interesting to talk to him about that because I never even took that into account because he wants to road course the car. So it's just a very interesting build. And um, I'm curious to see, you know, where he goes from there because uh, he needs it to stop. <laughs> you know, what I mean? he needs to stop better. <laughs> and I guess, um, 
he just uh the brakes just aren't working out the way he'd like them to um so i'm curious to see if any of these brake companies come out with an application for guys like birdsong that wants to you know keep the old school look on the exterior you know but underneath um and inside you know modernize it a little bit and make it a little bit more comfortable especially for daily driving purposes and then the occasional track um visit but um definitely a cool car um i would love to see more cars like that like his car in my opinion is sema worthy you know if that was um in the building or even outside like i would have no problem seeing that car uh i was actually disappointed in the amount of patina i was hoping to see more cars like that you know patina um but underneath and inside you know real nice um, didn't see too many of those except for like the C10s. It seems like everybody that's got a C10 that's patina, they leave it patina and then, then it's got time. an LS and all that shit. Um, that's why I was so disappointed not to see very many Dodge trucks there. Um, old ones. <laughs> you can see Rams there, just probably hundreds of them. But uh, there was one first gen um, 12 valve truck that was lifted. It was in the 20 inches strong booth, so it had giant wheels on it, just ridiculously <laughs> lifted. Um, but I, the Dodge truck thing, man, it's it, the old Dodge truck stuff really bothers me because there still isn't a strong enough aftermarket for them. And, uh, you know, they, every manufacturer I've ever talked to is always like, oh, well, demand. And I'm like, I don't think you've been on social media because if you go on any of those first gen pages or the tin grill pages, there is a demand for parts for those trucks. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> look at I mean? those guys on those pages. They're all thrifty. They can yeah, make their true. own stuff. That's true. There's something about making your own thing. That that's true, too. I mean, I made a um, block off plates for the A body 67 to 76 for the heater core, mm. completely getting rid of the heater core completely out of there. And then it just blocks up that hole, the holes and everything that the heater core makes in the firewall. I mean, I made that make- up and. I mean, they look fantastic on my car. I'm trying to kind of get those out there, but <laughs> I don't know how many people want to get rid of their heater core in their car. <laughs> I just can't see why somebody go buy a $250 pair of subframe connectors when you can go to the local machine shop and get about 11 bucks worth of two sticks, two by two. Yep. And build your own. I mean, I'm a machinist, so I mean, I know where you're coming from on that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'd rather... If I can replace it by building it myself and make it better than, I mean, it might not look as good as when it came off from the assembly line, but it might be a little bit stronger. I'm cool with that, especially if you can't see it. (laughs) We need more uh, enthusiasts that work in machine shops that can do little small runs of custom shit. (laughs) That's what we need. Because it seems like it'd be nice to find somebody that. Uh, I was going to say on the swept lines, it'd be nice to find somebody that made a cheaper alternative to the step wells just inside the doors. Hmm. uh, Yeah. Those are pricey and they're always rusted out, especially here in Iowa. So I'm in Iowa. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got family that lives in Iowa. In the northeast corner. <laughs> Bunch of Midwest boys in here talked to you before, yeah. And I'm just I'm just uh, just outside Des Moines. All right. Right on, dude. Yeah, I got about four hours away. Des Moines, yeah. So I got a seventy three uh turquoise D two hundred I just scored a couple months back. Nice. Nice. And we, <laughs> oh, that's right. I remember that truck, yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm I wanted to lower it three inches and I had a subscriber try to tear my head off. And I'm ruining the fucking truck because I want to put van lower control arms on the front and flip the rear. You know, I had so many people about my car because I have a really wicked rake on my car. I had so many people ripping me on that saying it's, it's too high in the rear end. You got to lower it down. And then with the hood, I just got from a glass tech in uh, Illinois with the Hemi scoop on it. I had so many people ripping me on that saying, put the stock hood on it. It looks ugly. It looks like garbage and this and oh this. God. It's just like, dude. <laughs> it's a what? What year? Uh, 72. And it's a duster? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, you got the best year with a 72 with the longer taillights. Mm-hmm. That's I got one. kind of the corky year, 75. Okay. Where it's got yeah. the old year where it had the rear trim like it. Yeah, I've my dad Stupid had a, uh, belts. my my dad had a um if I'm off on my colors, I'm sorry. <laughs> um <laughs> I want to say it was a sassy grass green 72. It was a 344 speed car. 
Um, and he had that when I was really, really little. And ever since then, I've always wanted a 72. And since I got mine, he's been like bugging me like crazy. Like, Oh, you gotta let me drive. You gotta let me drive. It'll relive like the memories back then. And (laughs) that's what me and dad just kind of did with the 67 Barracuda. He had a 68 formula S three, with uh, formula stripes, white deluxe interior is GG six green. So it was green during the day and it was black at night. <laughs> and back in the day, you put N50s on it, high stall torque converter. Legend has it. You could put a piece of paper under the front tires. <laughs> but he rolled that car in 93. Oh. It got towed home by Dr. Hook, and I remember just bawling. And my life mission is to recreate that car one day. Nice. Yeah, we got 268 fastbacks in the bone sure. right now, but... My car's got a weird color code. It's like H01. Supposedly, it's like a, a chestnut metallic brown. Hmm. I have the I have the build sheet for it. I mean, I can send it to Chris later. Um, but yeah, where the paint code is, it's H01. Interesting. And I tried and I tried looking that up everywhere, and people have said it's burnt orange. People have said it's a it was a factory like copper and i've had people say oh no it's chestnut metallic and it's like i it's one of the three <laughs> well, some like of those mopar colors are weird. Almost, it? what was that is it like a dark brown dark light brown i don't know it's, it's like a with weird, a little bit of baby puke mixed in with it yeah <laughs> i mean it everyone says it looks like just the biggest turd out there yeah <laughs> Um, it reminds me of my boogie van and the color issue too. Uh, it's weird. Some Mopar colors, like you see several different names for the same code, even though it, they're dodges, you know, between like the van line, the truck line and the car line. It's like the hell's going on here. Um, like mine, I think I forget now I've, there were so many names for it, but it's like russet sunfire metallic or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's like, like there's several different names depending on where you look. So it's like some colors are just, you know, they're just weird. Um, Steven, if you can hear me, uh, I see you on here in the green room, but it's telling me your devices are not connected for some reason, dude. So I don't know if you're trying to sign in with a phone or a computer or what, but I can't let you in because it's not letting me. Um, anyways, uh, so what are your plans now with the car, Logan? Um, enjoy it or what? Enjoy it. And then I think in probably like a year or so, um, throw a 440 in it. <laughs> Either 440 or I want to do a 383, but do the low deck 440 um, stroker kit for it. Like how um, Crop Duster on Roadkill has it. Mm. Pretty much that exact same setup. And just make it a nice, fun street strip driver. So you can buy the power steering, most likely. <laughs> I don't have. I actually got rid of my power steering. <laughs> my the car originally that was that big a block of body lights for a special kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually uh, I had a lot of people rip on me for that too, saying, "Why'd you get rid of the power steering?" It's like I want it just to be super simple. I just want one belt, nothing else, no power steering, no power brakes, no nothing. Just keep it super simple and just <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Avoid parking <laughs> at all <Yeah>. comes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You have to do oh. like a sixty-point turn. Uh, but uh going back to the whole sema thing have any of you guys been to sema i have it's definitely uh when did you go uh i went in 2000 i went two years ago actually oh so it was probably at like its height it was probably pretty yeah it was pre it was pre covid so i mean it was (laughs) it was my first time out in vegas too Oh God! <laughs> so for a 26 year old kid, or for a 24 year old kid at that point to go out to Vegas for his first time, it was rough. <laughs> yeah, man. That's How many uh, locations? Sorry, it's all good. <laughs> How many locations does SEMA have a show at? Uh, it's just at the convention center, and then uh, uh, you. I think you missed it, Chris. There's a place called uh, Hogs and Heifers. 
I, I have is, no idea what that is. It's <laughs> it's it's over on uh, Fremont, over in like uh, Fremont Street area. Okay. Oh my! It is a blast out there. Really? What's it all about? Um, they usually have a little. I w- wouldn't say little. It's a decent sized car show there. Really? And it's have you ever seen the uh, the movie Coyote Ugly? Yeah. It's pr- it has that vibe to it. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like a it's like a bar or an establishment. Is what you're yeah. telling? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And then they have a car show like a like a block and a half away from there. Interesting. I thought so, you were I thought you were heading towards the direction of like a bunch of Harleys and fat chicks or something. I was like, where no, does he go with the hogs and heifers? No, no, no. <laughs> like that's what I thought too. When my buddy said that, he's like, Oh yeah, we're gonna go to hogs and heifers. And I was like, <laughs> What the hell are you talking about? And all of a sudden I walk in there, I was like, Oh, this has like coyote ugly vibes. Like, all right. <laughs> it's like a strip club a strip club with no cover charges. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, it's uh, you know, every Everyone I was talking to was saying that in years past, it's like walking down the halls. It's like shoulder to shoulder, people everywhere. Uh, yeah. It wasn't like that this year. Um, everything was all spaced out. My biggest disappointment as far as Mopar stuff goes was the Mopar exhibit. Um, they didn't have a stage. They didn't... Um, they didn't like debut anything. I mean, they had, they didn't have any big reveal is what I'm trying to say. There was a lot of um, companies and even uh, people that we know of. um, Cause my buddy's really good friends with the guys over at Autometer and Mickey Thompson and all of them. They actually like all almost not, I'm not saying specifics, but a lot of companies backed out. Yeah. They just thought it wasn't going to be a good show at all. They thought it was just going to be. Ollie's not even there. Huh? Holly didn't even come. I was like, no. wow. Um, no, Holly yeah. didn't show up. Rytech didn't show up. Autometer, I don't think showed up. I, I haven't. I haven't been to very much of the show, so I haven't. I can't really speak on that. Um, but uh, it's funny because apparently a lot of big companies pulled out. But if for a first time SEMA person like me, uh, you could have told me that it was normal and I would have believed it just because there were so many people. And one thing that I wasn't really expecting, and I know it's a trade show. Um, so I should have known better, but the amount of like, um, innovations with tools and stuff and tooling, that was really interesting for me. I spent so much time in that hall, just looking at all the different tools and stuff or, um, body work machining. They had a really cool, uh, cause I, I, uh, was a machine operator for a little bit. And uh, I was trying to learn how to program machines um, and become a machinist. Yeah, yeah, that was, I am not, trigonometry in me? No, I I can't be a machinist. I'm not good at math. (laughs) I realized that real quick. (laughs) I cannot do math. Um, Not in the way that they wanted me to, but um, they had a a couple really cool machines that uh, the game is going to be changed here pretty soon as far as what you were saying, Blake, as far as customizing your own parts. If these machines could be more affordable, you oh, know you I mean? have a water oh, jet yeah. table on your own garage. You know what I mean? The amount of custom shit that would be out there if people could get their hands on some of these tools, uh, unbelievable. But I will say that while I while I'm thinking about it, the dumbest thing, and I don't, I'll say this because I don't ever expect them to be sponsors of this podcast. Uh, the dumbest new part that I saw, I was walking and I saw these giant like discs and they were really thick. I was like, what the hell is that? And they had like TVs in them and just a bunch of bullshit and their wheel covers. Like one of them was wood and it had a TV in it. And I, I almost, I died a little bit inside. Like the automotive enthusiast inside me died just a they little bit. They had to have been spinners though, right? So uh, the TV screen would stay. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be honest. I looked at a second and I said, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And I just kept walking. I was like, did I really see that? Like, that reminds me of like Pimp My Ride back in the day. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what I, I could see that on Pimp My I, I was literally looking at it like, this has to be like a troll or something. This can't be real, but it's real. It's like when I was growing up watching TV, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of Mopar stuff you'd see on TV. They're always working on Chevys and stuff. And then anytime a new show came out, I'd be like, come on, work on something cool or old. At least, come on, give us a Dodge for once. And then Pimp My Ride comes out as Cavaliers and fucking <laughs> Civic. Sorry, for the language, but it's a bunch of fake TV magic smoke up your butt. And, yeah. And then like unique whips and all this other stuff where 
we're going to rewrap the seats and throw some 15s in the back, some big chrome rims. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you no, know, Jesse James kind of did it with Monster Garage for me back in the day. Kind of like that was that. downhill, downhill from there. <laughs> yeah, way downhill, fast. So it's crazy. Chris, Go ahead, man. Did you see what Edelbrock released out? No. They released out a Holly style carburetor. So they got, they still have the AS, uh, the AVS stuff. Okay. But they're now making, I can't remember what the part number is called, but it's legitimately a Holly carburetor. Really? They yeah. It's a 4150 flange, I think. And yep. Really? Uh, not only does Holly, not you, know, you read, you read the comments, <laughs> but now you read, you read the comments and people make a point. You know, Holly's moving towards all their sniper stuff, so somebody's going to keep making carvers, I guess. You know, Elderbrock kept the Carter going for a while. They might as well make a Holly, too, I guess. I mean, the Holly, the Holly sniper system, I mean, I know a couple of friends that have them on their cars, whether it's Chevy, Ford, Dodge, or I mean, whatever. They love it. I mean, they love that system on there because it's oh, just yeah. an easy plug-and-play, and it's ready to go. Everybody's There's a guy like three blocks from my house that tunes them. It dyno tunes them just a few blocks away. That's all they do is Holly Sniper. Yep, they re, you know, or not repower, I guess, but people bring their cars to him. He puts the sniper on, trims everything on the dyno like real world driving, and then sends it back out. Mm-hmm. I so. just, uh, the thing that makes me a little bit paranoid, and I wouldn't say anything bad about Holly because I like him. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, if you're on a long road trip and you're in the middle of nowhere and you have a Holly Sniper EFI and something malfunctions, you know what I mean? It's not a carburetor where you can stop at some little... I'm sure you guys have some old school auto parts stores still. They probably don't have much uh, Holly EFI stuff, you know what I mean? But if you got a carburetor, you might look out. <laughs> you if you got a Holly double pumper, yeah, you can keep a kit in your trunk, you know? Or- right. <laughs> Um, Holly's like, uh, from, from my experience talking to him, uh, they were pretty much like, Hey, if you need a carburetor, just let us know. I was like, are you guys just giving carbs away now? <laughs> Apparently Finnegan gave away like four on one of his lives one night. Oh yeah. I think I was there for it. I mean, they gave away like a sniper terminator yeah. system or something like that. And then they, bunch of AM like, fittings and toys and a welder and like just crazy amounts of just different things. Apparently, if you're from Iowa, the Latinacy in the internet, dudes from Georgia are answering like 10 seconds before you are. Uh, <laughs> yes, because on this Cadillac build, I knew one of the questions was going to be what his tire size was for that build. And I already had it in the comment, already typed out. And as yep. soon as he started asking that question, I hit send and I still didn't win. <laughs> I, <laughs> so, down I was like, there's no way. They blocked or something. It was right. Mm-hmm. It was like... On my screen, it's above everybody, but on their screen, it's like ten down below. And I'm like, what the? <laughs> yeah, same boat. I like Finnegan's show, though. I like the jet boat stuff that he does. I mean, that live on the river and whatnot, but <laughs> it's cool to see something different every once in a while instead of just constantly taking in the same stuff. Oh, I agree on that. Yeah. I'm a fan of Finnegan because I know that he comes from mini trucks and I like those types of builders that have like seen and done it all, you know, have been kind of like, you know, jack of all trades type thing, been in everything. So they have experience with everything. So it was, that's one of the, when roadkill was doing that shit where they like him and uh Freiberger would like pick a different vehicle and you know what I'm saying? Like one was a low rider and then they had a mini truck on one. I, I enjoyed those because it was just like, okay, what kind of what kind of shenanigans are these guys gonna get into now? You're gonna love our next one, Chris. Oh yeah? Yeah, eighty six Dodge G fifty with the five nine Magnum. Oh nine oh four TF two kit. Trying to go twelves for twelve hundred bucks. Okay, I see, I love that kind of stuff, dude. Yes, yes. A buddy of mine is selling a really mint condition uh, Dodge Rampage for like forty five hundred bucks. No rust really? on it. It's like a puke green. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, I think it's a five speed too. I would love to find a neon yellow green ACR neon. <laughs> I had like every color of the RT except for white. I did the two point four swap. All kinds of stuff with that. 
It, the black arcs. one had an AA Arcuda hood on it, fiberglass. Dude's kept <laughs> asking to buy it off of me. And <laughs> the neons. The neons in Wisconsin, it's like cancer. Is you it really? Look, you look everywhere, and either someone has just a base model neon, or they have an SRT4 that has a crazy loud exhaust on oh. it and a blow off valve. Like, <laughs> I have an SRT4. <laughs> my buddy's got one too, and I mean, he's. I mean, he's put a crap load of work into it. He's making like five or 600 horse at the wheel. I don't want I mean, it. It's, he loves them. I mean, he can, he buys them. I mean, every week. Your hands are too big to work on anything underneath the hood <laughs> with that yeah. turbo and the hot pipe and everything. It's not as bad as the Subaru. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I have one. <laughs> the box Unfortunately. <laughs> Doing plugs on that was a nightmare. I uh, I want to drive an SRT4. I hear they're really fun. They 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 are cool. They're, they're a blast. Yeah. Mine was the uh, third gear synchros were out just like every other one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was pulling fifteen to eighteen pounds of boost. It wasn't supposed to run eighteen, but it was. And it just when the boost kicked in and all the weird crazy noises, some things came factory from Chrysler with no muffler. Just a cat because a turbo is considered a muffler. And out of the box, they ran 13 fives, man. They're the God. second fastest thing to be made besides the Viper that year in 03. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's insane. I remember when they came out, uh, I was excited because I'm a fan of front wheel drive turbo Mopars. And to see them kind of like an ode to like that generation of the 80s, I was like, oh, yeah. That was the nice. curtains calling the front wheel drive turbo stuff out because the LX platform was coming in yeah, and they're getting ready to Hemi the world. Was it true that when the neon SRT4 neons were sold, they came with like a disclaimer because of, they didn't have a muffler on there. Cause I heard rumors that there were like, they gave, when you bought a new SRT4, they gave you a sheet of paper where if you got pulled over for a loud exhaust, you would show that to the cop because it was from the dealership without a muffler, or like the factory without a muffler. Is that true? Does he sound like a robot? No. Oh, so good on my everybody hand. does. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> it might be you, buddy. There he goes. Um, well, I'm going to let uh, you go, Chris. Just real quick. I'm, I might have missed it, but what was your favorite car so far you ran across at SEMA? <sighs> My wife asked me, and I kind of trolled her a little bit, and I said the uh, satellite with the Tesla swap, <laughs> just because it was. I knew it would piss a lot of people off. It kind of pissed me off, to be honest. Um, but I watched. Uh, I watched his build. It's innovative. I get it, you know, but. Still, it's not necessarily my cup of tea, but I wish I, you know, it's the set for me, it's the sound, the speed, and the instant power. I think that's cool. Uh, yes, I uh, if I get in an old car, I want it to fucking rumble the ground, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, um, uh, yeah, but, you, you essentially stole a soul, is what you did. Yeah, <laughs> um, out of the car, okay, I'm gonna, I'll, uh, I'll say that uh, for old Mopars, I would probably have to, I don't want to be cliche, but that Speedcore Charger was really cool um, just because of the, the amount of, you know, ingenuity and custom fab involved in it was, uh, was really sweet. But uh, the old school guy in me really liked um, the white uh, 70RT Challenger that was like bare bones. Uh, looked stock to me except for it had some weird bucket seats that i didn't care for um it should have just had the factory um 70 uh challenger seats but uh it looked pretty cool i i'm just a i'm a basic guy to be honest with you this may be i mean maybe in the future i'll go again but sema it was one of those i have to go at least once and check it out type thing um because it's really not my i mean if i'm being honest it's really not my cup of tea the builds are cool yeah um there's just a lot of i mean if you're into big giant trucks (laughs) you know that you would never probably drive off-road or anything like that you know what i'm saying Um, right that, the show's for you. If you're into crazy well, shit's not functional, is it? Yeah. I mean. yeah. <laughs> Some of the stuff, uh, there was a couple of the big trucks that I, I was looking at the suspension stuff and I have the footage of it and I was like, oh, I'm not even going to show that. That looks like bird shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's some, it's already, some questionable it's already 
it's already out there. People are sending or people are already posting pictures of uh, undersized heim joints on giant lifted trucks and all sorts of stuff. There, as there long was as definitely it shiny, some sketchy, you know. There was definitely some sketchy stuff. Uh, I was surprised, and I knew that I was going to see some of that. Um, and, <laughs> the amount of GoPro footage I have that has Wranglers in it, I'm like, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to pick and choose just because it's like there were so many of them, and I don't want to be a. I wanted to get every Mopar in the show on a video. But uh, it's going to be f- Wranglers and Gladiators <laughs> and lifted ramp. I'm just like, it's it's not my – the show is not my cup of tea. Um, what I did like, like I said, were the tools. Um, I want to check out – and the other – my other favorite part of the show was right before I left. Like, they were closing in five minutes um, for the public – or not the public, but for um, – exhibitors and you know what i'm saying and uh, i walked into one of the halls i forget which one and there was a bunch of paint there was like a whole wall of uh different artists with paintings and stuff like that i love that i was like oh that's awesome and then um there was some pinstripers uh doing some pinstriping there that was cool. yeah I, my buddy I, I jim like that stuff my buddy jim hessler's out there in the house of colors booth i'm pretty certain um striping and doing custom he's he's a house of colors painter and stuff so oh cool um so yeah the, the art yeah. the art stuff was really cool from I, I just love that kind of stuff um but like as far as like the the big wheels and stuff that that's really not my you know the 30 inch <laughs> the 30 oh, inch yeah. wheels with rubber band it's mud tires <laughs> i just uh, you know i can i appreciate them yeah i'm a car enthusiast i appreciate most things um not my not my i mean i would rather the amount of money in some of those trucks i'm like that's got to be a two hundred fifty thousand dollar truck and the type of mobile i could build for two hundred fifty thousand dollars how many srt four neons you could buy (laughs) (laughs) so you got any Uh, more vacation time left this year no i I had uh, three or four people ask me today if I was going to go to McCacken, and I was like, "No, nah, I can't." Make that's what it, dude, that's what now. I'm getting at. You can stay in my room; it'll just be cheaper for you. Uh, what? It's in November. Right? It's this <laughs> yeah. month. When is it? No, November twentieth and twenty first. Fuck! There's no way, dude. I God, I, I would What's have to. Going look. On? Muscle Car and Corvette Nationals over in Rosemont, Illinois. Oh yeah, yeah. We're thinking I'll probably about going be there then. Yeah, I'll be there. Because yeah, we have holiday pay at my work, so I'm off the. Uh, thanks the day before thanksgiving thanksgiving and then uh um black friday here in wisconsin yeah did we lose chris you know where prairie de sheen's at yeah prairie de sheen wisconsin i don't think i I do oh crazy i think chris left us to run the show maybe i don't know he's he's (laughs) looking pretty catatonic right now (laughs) <laughs> well that's crazy man that we're all kind of in the same area right oh can you guys my wi-fi ears too <laughs> yeah okay so my wi-fi is definitely going to shit now i'm on the hotel's <laughs> wi-fi i knew this was going to happen um so we're almost at an hour i'm going to go ahead and cut it here guys yeah um Thanks for joining me. I really appreciate it. I didn't think anybody was going to jump on a Wednesday night, but lo and behold, I put up the Mopar signal and all my friends show up. So, that's awesome, man. Midwesterns. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's let's go ahead and uh, promote some stuff. Uh, Logan, go ahead and promote your social medias. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the underscore dustpan underscore duster. Nice. And Blake, where can we find your stuff, buddy? You can go on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram and look up Bad Tree Productions and you'll find all of our stuff. Awesome. And, and uh, usually our merch links and the YouTube stuff. So Merch, yes. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I love your logo. Uh, I'm going to have to pick up some merch. Um, oh, yeah, man. You got to oh, get yeah. the uh, No Lift Life shirt that's coming out. Okay. <laughs> Just the picture Jack stands on it, so oh my god that's that's genius i love that uh when you when you get it going uh send me a link i'll post it on a facebook page that's all right man (laughs) no lift life i like that (laughs) all right bud where can we find you buddy uh instagram muscle car syndicate and then also youtube if you like subpar videos of awesome muscle cars muscle car syndicate there as well so awesome Right on, guys. Well, once again, thanks for joining me. That's Logan, that's Blake, and that is Bud, and I am your host, Chris Albrecht, and that was Talking Mopars Live. I will see you guys tomorrow night for 
SEMA recap part two. Thanks for joining me, guys. No Mopar left behind. Thanks, Chris. There you have it, my friends. Another episode of Talking Mopars is in the books. For everything you need to know about this podcast, please visit TalkingMopars.com. And don't forget that you can send me your Mopar stories, questions, comments, complaints, suggestions, and everything else on your Mopar addicted mind to Chris at TalkingMopars.com. Or leave me a voice message on my voicemail box at 209-28-MOPAR to hear yourself on the show. And friends, if you enjoy the show and would like to show your support for Talking Mopars, you can grab some Talking Mopars merchandise like t-shirts, stickers, and other cool gear on the merch shop at TalkingMopars.com. You can also become a supporter through my Facebook page where you will be entered into a monthly giveaway for something cool and Mopar related. That's it, my friends. Until we talk again, I am your host, Chris Albrecht, and that was Talking Mopars. Thank you for listening to Talking Mopars, your direct connection to all things Mopar. Until next time, remember, no Mopar left behind.